Brock Purdy is the real deal, but is he the real deal for fantasy football? We'll tell you why he is or is not on today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm your host, Michelle Majuk. When I'm not doing this, I'm a researcher and fantasy analyst at NFL Network. Vinny is off today, but I'm joined by the wonderful Kate Majuk. She is the co-host of Locked On Dynasty Fantasy Football, a fantasy analyst with both PFF and Yahoo, and also my wife. Very excited to have her on the show today. And we're going to talk about a very controversial topic in the NFL world, Brock Purdy. The world is very, very divided. Uh, and at Purdy's greatness in the NFL and his fantasy value. And I just learned, apparently we are divided on this topic. So this is going to be a lot of fun today. We are going to dig into all things Brock Purdy, including how we think he'll perform in the Super Bowl, his 2024 fantasy outlook, and then also his fantasy football dynasty value, since we do have a dynasty fantasy expert with us today. So, Kate, thanks for hopping on today. Let's get started. Let you tell me, because Brock Purdy's had an up and down postseason for sure. It's been a little shaky. How do you think he will perform in the Super Bowl? Do we get the regular version self of him or the one that's been a little shaky so far uh, through the first two games? I'm a little worried we're going to get shaky Brock Purdy. Now, dating back to that disastrous outing against the Ravens, where he threw four interceptions, zero touchdowns, 56.3% completion percentage, that was that was hashtag bad, but hasn't gotten any better here in the postseason. And what kind of concerns me is that you look at the secondaries of Green Bay, you look at the secondary of Detroit, those weren't the most difficult secondaries he could have faced. You look at the Chiefs, I do think their defense is a much stronger unit in the secondary than he's faced this far in the postseason. And it just feels like he hasn't really recovered uh, from this disastrous game against Baltimore in the regular season that Christmas day. Uh, what's the opposite of a miracle? I have no idea, but the chiefs are going to be a really big uphill battle. They've been a very stingy defense. And I have to imagine if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I'm probably going to look to, you know, trust my, my handy dandy running back Christian McCaffrey over the shaky play that we've seen from Brock Purdy so far. But I will say, I do think it's more on the offense overall that looks a little bit shaky. Like, it's not like when you're watching Brock Purdy, like, what is he doing? Like, he's still being Brock Purdy, he's still making plays. I think his throws have been completely fine. Like, I don't, I don't think he looks any different. The offense has had some struggles early on in games. I think he really broke out in that second half. As soon as that tip pass went to Brandon Ayuk and he caught it for a touchdown, like, 
everything turned around for that offense after that moment. Like they were unstoppable. So I don't know if that's what they needed that one lucky play to happen. And now, now they have it all fixed. This will be a super hard defense for them to go against. Definitely the hardest that they faced this postseason. So definitely will be hard. And you brought up like, will they lean on Christian McCaffrey? Cause we're going to get into Brock Purdy's, uh, projections here on FanDuel, uh, his prop bets, and go through those. But first, I was looking at the Super Bowl MVP odds, and Purdy's at plus 200. Like, okay, he's a quarterback, and they have Mahomes uh, at the lowest odds at plus 140, so he's most likely to get it, according to Vegas. And then Purdy's second most. But then Christian McCaffrey is sitting there at plus 440 odds. I feel like if the 49ers win, there's a better chance that Christian McCaffrey wins the Super Bowl MVP than Purdy, right? I think that's very fair. And you look back at the history of, you know, Super Bowl MVP, and it's obviously favored the quarterback. A quarterback has won Super Bowl MVP in six of the last nine seasons. What's really surprising to me is that Christian McCaffrey actually has the opportunity to be the first running back to win Super Bowl MVP since Terrell Davis back in Super Bowl 32. It has been a long time, but you look at the way that I I think, you know, I'm not the offensive mind that Kyle Shanahan is, but I do think Christian McCaffrey is the best player on your football team and you need to find ways to get him the ball, whether that be in the passing game, whether that be on the ground. I do think that he needs to be the focal point of your your offense and that's not that that's not to say that Brock Purdy hasn't done a lot of amazing things and we'll we'll continue talking about all of Brock Purdy's accomplishments throughout the year all throughout this podcast but i think this game has to run through Christian McCaffrey the interesting thing about the chiefs though so we look at their production they did lose uh Charles Amenahu who i think could be a a more significant loss than you would guess. He's not technically a starter, but uh, most of the time this season has played over 50% of snaps. The opportunities for them to get pressure against Brock Purdy, which he's still, he's still, you know, played quite well against. Uh, I do think that that loss of Charles Amenahu could impact their ability to get to the quarterback. And You also look at the Chiefs and their style of defense. Brock Purdy, according to next-gen stats, has averaged 10.4 yards per attempt against the Blitz this season. That's 1.4 yards more than any other quarterback in the NFL. Now going up against the Chiefs, who blitzed at the highest, uh, fifth-highest rate in the league this season, uh, just blitzed Lamar Jackson on 43.5% of dropbacks just a couple weeks ago here. If Brock Purdy is this good against the Blitz and they continue rolling in that direction, I don't know. Maybe there is room for Brock Purdy. This game could play out a million different ways, even when you're looking at the same exact stats. It's going to be a very interesting, interesting game. I'll say that. Well, let's look at Brock Purdy's projections here because they have his line, I think, very fair at 246.5 passing yards. I'm taking the over there. Like, I know the Chiefs are a top five pass defense, but I'm really not too worried about that because of, I mean, you just brought up great reasons why we shouldn't be there. If you're not going to put pressure on like Chris Jones and George Karloftis, they'll still get pressure on Purdy. But like you said, a minute who lose or out, that is a big loss for them. But even, I mean, he's hit this over in nine of his last 12 games. He's hit it in both 
postseason games so far. The games he didn't hit it, it was like they didn't need him, right? They were winning big. Uh, they didn't have very many pass attempts in those games. Like I don't see that happening here. They're not going to win big against Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I like the over here. Would you take the over or the under? I kind of like the over. And even, again, going back to the, the fact that you need to focus the game plan around Christian McCaffrey specifically, I do think that's going to open things up for Brock Purdy to be an efficient quarterback, an efficient version of himself, which is really like the, you know, what he's built his name on is that token efficiency. And I mean, you mentioned the stats, he's hit the over I'm rolling with the over. I think, um, you know, if this is a close game, obviously that's probably going to play in Brock Purdy's favor. If it's a high scoring game, it's going to play in Brock Purdy's favor. I, I think it's going to be hard for them not to hit the over. Uh, yeah, I think he hits the over, over for the passing yards, but you know what? I'm not a big under girl. You know that, but also we're mm -hmm. fantasy football folks. We don't like taking the under. We want points, Boring. right? But the, his passing touchdown line set at one and a half passing touchdowns. It's pretty normal for most quarterbacks unless they're insanely, you know, throwing a ton all the time. But so one and a half passing touchdowns over under there. He gets plus odds for the under. And I think I like the under. He hasn't been throwing a lot of touchdowns, one touchdown in each of these uh, playoff games. But also the Chiefs have allowed just three passing touchdowns all postseason in their three games. They allowed exactly one passing touchdown to Tua, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And we know once the 49ers get around the goal line, like they're not having Brock Purdy pass the ball. It goes to Christian McCaffrey. He's going to run it in. He has two rushing touchdowns on each of these postseason games. Again, why he could win MVP and why he probably will if the 49ers win. But that's why I think his over for passing yards, super safe, his under for passing touchdowns, I like. Do you agree with that? I actually do. Um, I mean, you look at the past six games, he has thrown eight total touchdowns over the past six weeks. You mentioned what the Chiefs have been able to do to some of the league's best passers here in the postseason. You look at the efficiency of Tua Tagovailoa, who, again, like Brock Purdy, ranks top five in most efficiency metrics, limited to a, uh, you look at, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson. I do think that this is going to be, uh, you know, a, a tough secondary to win against, especially in terms of passing, uh, passing touchdown production. It's not been an, an easy battle for the chiefs, uh, you know, opponents all season long, not just in the postseason and the regular season too. So, um, you know, I, I definitely think that if they get in and around the goal line, it's going to be Christian McCaffrey because, you know, he converts like there's no question you get Christian McCaffrey around the goal line. And most times he is going to get you points on the board. And I don't know that I would really lean to trust Brock Purdy, especially given some of the turnovers, uh, some of the, the lack of of touchdown efficiency in this, you know, let's say last month and a half makes it really hard to to trust the over even in what could be a fairly high scoring game. Yeah, I'm with you there. And then one other last project or projection for him that I like to take the over. It's the rushing yards, right? At 12 and a half rushing yards. I'm taking the over there. Uh, he had 48 last game, started using his legs all of a sudden. But even in the uh, divisional round, he had 14 yards. So he still would have hit the over. But I think he learned a little something once, you know, and also the Chiefs are going to have pretty good coverage a lot of the time. So he's going to have to scramble with his legs again to get some first downs. So I'm taking the over there. We are going to jump into 
Brock Purdy's fantasy football outlook for 2024 season. I know he hasn't even played the Super Bowl yet, but we're looking into next season and what we think his value should be there. Before we do that, we have to hear from a couple of our sponsors. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two-minute warning? You got it. That's your cue to order in. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. Order pizza, wings, soda, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it all delivered without missing the game. Or if you're like me or Kate, because we do it together, order yourself some Delicious White Claws, watermelon flavor to be exact, and Taco Bell, cheesy gordita crunches, of course. And sit back and enjoy the game knowing that DoorDash has you 100% covered. Don't forget to use code LOCKED23, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-23, for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Subject to change and terms do apply. This episode of Locked On is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports DFS platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You just pick more or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks adds a ton of excitement to the sports viewing experience. Players can choose from a vast selection of sports and sat types not offered anywhere else. They even offer a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Prize Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Vinny and I will go through our favorite prize picks for Super Bowl 58 over the next couple shows on Thursday and Friday. But if you want to get in on the action early, my favorite pick for Super Bowl 58 is Christian McCaffrey, more than 90 and a half rushing yards. To get started, all you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LOCKEDONNFL for first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Kate, I think we're going to differ here because we're going to talk about his fantasy value and I will say right where we have him ranked this year. We'll, we'll get into all that. I will say a big reason why he was good for fantasy this past year is because you drafted him so late, right? Or you didn't draft him at all. And he was on waivers because people were worried about his elbow. So obviously with the low cost and for the production he had, he was fantastic. Now he's not going to be that cheap next year, right? His price is going to go up. So where do you have him ranked for 2024 fantasy? You don't have to have it exact. It's February. We have until (laughs) August, September, but like, around which quarterbacks and which quarterbacks are you definitely taking over him uh, for 2024? So obviously you have your usual suspects, your Josh Allen, your Jalen Hurts, your Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Like, okay, easy. Obviously you're taking them over. Uh, CJ Stroud got a roll with CJ Stroud. You got going to get Tank Dell back. Then you have some bigger question marks that I think could fluctuate throughout the off season. Anthony Richardson, you know, obviously he's going to return healthy. We saw his fantasy upside in a very limited window between the concussion, between the shoulder, but I still think that rushing upside, you know, going to get him a a top seven standing, maybe Um, Justin Fields, Jordan Love. And then I actually have Brock Purdy as quarterback nine in my early rankings, which might surprise you because I know we kind of differ on his long-term dynasty value, but 
I'm actually kind of all in on Brock Purdy for this season. I mean, you look or in the the coming season in 2024. I don't know that a ton is going to change between this season and next that's going to affect his overall efficiency from what we saw this year ranked, you know, third in, in fantasy points per drop back, led the league in pass yards per attempt, NFL passer rating, six in passing yards, third in passing touchdowns. Like what circumstances are going to change heading into 2024? I don't think that many. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be pretty similar here. Now, he had the seventh most fantasy points per game among quarterbacks this year, uh, minimum eight games played. I will say there was a large gap between the top four, right? It was Josh Allen, Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott. They scored a good amount more than everyone else. And then that next group of guys, they were all within point. 0.8 points per game of each other. And that is Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins, Brock Purdy, CJ Stroud, and Kyler Murray and Justin Herbert, right? So that's the next group there. Now, Mahomes will have to discuss where he fits in, right? Because we're not going to just knock him all the way down to 12 because that's where he finished this year. Hopefully they actually give him some more weapons next year. Uh, but I think that's the group kind of here you're discussing. And I am fine with taking him... Or the, I agree with you with CJ Stroud. He should be ahead because he gets to keep his, if his offensive coordinator ended up leaving Bobby Slowick, I may have more questions and maybe Brock Purdy goes over him, but he gets to keep Bobby Slowick and then all of his weapons. So yeah, CJ Stroud's going to be amazing, but I I'm fine with, you know, picking him over love and over um, Jordan or yeah, Jordan love and over Kyler Murray, maybe and over Justin Herbert and over Kirk Cousins. It's just going to come down to what is his cost. I think that's the biggest worry. Do you think he has top three fantasy upside? Here's the thing. So I have him ranked as, uh, like I said, my, my quarterback nine heading into this season. I don't actually think he has top three potential, though. And this is why. This was a season in which he ranked, like I said, six in passing yards, third in passing touchdowns was one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the league. But as you mentioned, didn't even crack top five in fantasy points per game, despite all of that efficiency. I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that he ranked 20th among quarterbacks in terms of total pass attempts. Yeah, like this is, a, a you know, an offense that we've already said is, is centered around Christian McCaffrey as the best player on the field. I don't know that the passing volume is ever going to be high enough to get him into that top three category, even if he is as efficient as he is uh, or ha as he has been over the past two seasons. It is crazy how efficient he was too, considering how many rushing touchdowns that Christian McCaffrey stole away from him. It's just like a year. Like it's shocking that he had the third most passing touchdowns this year. However, he doesn't have to be as efficient next year. If his, I mean, his pass attempts were so low, 444. Their defense has already shown signs of weaknesses as the season has gone on. Maybe their defense isn't as good next year. And maybe he has to pass a little bit more, right? That was the fewest pass attempts among all quarterbacks with 14 plus starts this past season. And to compare, like, again, he had 440, 444 pass attempts. Dak Prescott had 590. Josh Allen had 579. Jared Goff had 605. Like, so there is room there. And then also, let's see if he keeps scrambling. Because all of a sudden, if he's learned, like, hey, I can scramble when guys are covered. I mean, that right there would be great for fantasy. I'll say the one thing that could change, because we just said we, we don't see too much changing in this offense. Brandon Ayuk, so he is under the fifth-year option. They still do have complete control over him, but he probably wants a new contract, and I don't think the 49ers are going to give him one this offseason. So does that mean he demands a trade? 
I mean, Debo tried to do that and he didn't get traded, but let's say he were to somehow get traded. How much would that drop Purdy for you? Cause I think it would drop him quite a bit for me. I think Brandon Ayuk is definitely a, a key aspect of the efficiency of this overall offense. So yeah, if Brandon Ayuk is not in the picture, definitely going to reevaluate uh, these rankings moving forward. And I, I mean, Maybe that's part of why I'm a little concerned about his long-term value. And that's affecting his dynasty ranking for me, in addition to a, a bunch of other circumstances. But Brennan Ayuk, I, I, I don't know that I see him demanding a trade next year. And, you know, as the resident 49ers expert, you would probably have a better feel of that than I do. But I, I think from a contract perspective, like I, I just, I can't, I can't picture that happening. But if it did, yeah, that, that would be a huge hit for Brock Purdy because, you know, it, as much as he can do, you know, in terms of air yards and, and air yard completion, like Brock Purdy doesn't necessarily, you know, solely rely on yards after the catch, but the ability to gain yards after the catch with some nicely placed balls from Brock Purdy, that is a big aspect of this offense. And I think that they lose a ton moving on from Brandon Ayuk, but we'll see how that shakes out. Yeah, I will say like, so he led the team with 1,342 receiving yards this year. And so many of those yards came in home games and not, I don't think this is a coincidence. Brock Purdy had his best fantasy games at home when Brandon Ayuk had these big games. So it would be a big deal if he were to leave again, like we expect him to be there next year. It's going to be hard for him to get out, but that would be key for me if he were to lose, you know, if the 49ers are to lose him, that would be a major hit for Brock Purdy. We're going to get into Brock Purdy's dynasty value now. So if you play dynasty fantasy football, it's pretty much just like a big keeper league, right? You have the same team all year long. It's a blast. But where should you rank Brock Purdy if you play in one of those leagues? We'll hop into that discussion here shortly after we hear from one of our other sponsors. This next segment is brought to us by our sponsor, BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the help, the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You may even be thinking about the same thing this week. I am very, very annoyed that Patrick Mahomes is playing in another Super Bowl. It's lame. It's just lame. I really don't want to watch him play in the big game year after year after year. Like we just had to do with Tom Brady for decades. Oh, I'm not happy about it, as you can hear. But as good as that feels to get off my chest, most of us, including myself, have much bigger problems than watching the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. And it's important to get those things off our chest every once in a while as well. This is why I do online therapy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online to be designed to be flexible and suited for your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. All right, we got the dynasty expert here, so we need to talk some dynasty fantasy football. But like, even if you don't play dynasty, this is still a fun conversation because we're talking about Brock Purdy for the long haul. Is he here to be the 49er starting quarterback for the long haul? Is he safe, right? Because, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo was looking all right, and then he just kind of got thrown away. But, Kate, I know that's kind of your case here. You, you're not so certain that Brock Purdy is Kyle Shanahan's man for, uh, for life. 
that's been kind of Kyle Shanahan's MO is he has a wandering eye at the quarterback position. And I'm not saying that Brock Purdy hasn't done enough to earn this starting job. What I am saying is that he's got a lot stacked against him in terms of the safety column that that could affect his long-term tenure with either the 49ers or his ability to earn a starting role elsewhere should the 49ers decide to move on from him. Obviously, the first thing is the lack of draft capital. Mr. Irrelevant, we've all heard it a million times here, but no, no draft capital. You have the perception, I think, generally speaking, and I don't personally believe this, but there's a big sentiment that Brock Purdy is a quote-unquote game manager or a product of the Kyle Shanahan system. Again, not sure I buy into that. I think Brock Purdy is a pretty talented quarterback, and I think he's got a pretty good arm, a pretty good brain, but there's there are these perceptions, and I, I think there are probably going to be a lot of questions uh, you know, in terms of it, if he doesn't work out with the 49ers. Let's say if if Brock Purdy is the reason that, you know, he plays poorly in the Super Bowl and they don't pull out a win, I don't I don't think Kyle Shanahan has any qualms of just tossing him to the side when there's a shiny brand new Kirk Cousins about to hit free agency. I'm just saying I don't think that if things go poorly in this game, I, I just can't imagine a world where Kyle Shanahan remains f- fully loyal when he knows that, you know, this Super Bowl window is going to close pretty rapidly. He remained loyal to Jimmy for quite a long time after a terrible Super Bowl performance. But this is my thing. A, he's been way too good. He, he's His job is safe. Like, I'm not worried about the draft capital. I'm not worried about his performance in the Super Bowl. He has been so incredibly good. And it, you know who was a game manager was Jimmy Garoppolo who's not a game manager is Brock Purdy. He's just a really, really good quarterback and call him a system quarterback. That's fine. He's perfect for Kyle Shanahan's system. Sure. But he's not a game manager in the system. He is amazing in the system. So yeah, I mean, just in general, Purdy has been so much better on the downfield passes than Jimmy Garoppolo. Everything is so, so much better. So yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is better at those little dunk offs and letting players do everything after the catch. And sure, Purdy's getting a lot of yards after the catch too, but he's hitting people in stride down the field as well. And he's getting, I mean, he leads the NFL in downfield completion percentage, passing yards per attempt and passer rating uh, in his career. So since becoming a starter, he is legit. And then also he has the clutch factor in him that Jimmy Garoppolo never had. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter of playoff games was just a complete disaster. Actually like the worst quarterback since 1991 in uh, the fourth quarter in in the playoffs while Purdy is the number one quarterback and passer rating in the fourth quarter. So talk about clutch gene there. They're completely different. So I think Brock Purdy's job is very, very, very safe for the long haul. Uh, so that means if I think it's safe for long haul, and I think he's staying with the 49ers and with Kyle Shanahan, I really like him for dynasty. Now you're a little bit more worried. So when it comes to your redraft, your 2024 fantasy uh, ranking and his dynasty, how does that differ? How much lower do you have him? So when it comes to dynasty, I actually have him down at quarterback 16, which, Oh my gosh, which again, very, very big drop. And That stems from a few things. And again, like all the things that I just mentioned about the things that make Brock Purdy kind of a a shaky asset in in terms of his view with the 49ers for me, in terms of his view like of 
you know, potential opportunities he could get with other teams. All of those things considered, you also have the fact that Brandon Ayuk might not be a long-term plan, uh, part of this offense. Christian McCaffrey, he is, I, he's probably going to just go and go and go, but like his tenure, I, I think will eventually come to an end with the 49ers. Like, I, I think that Brock Purdy's level of efficiency is in part, you know, obviously due to him, but it's also in big part due to the playmakers around him that I don't know that he's going to be able to sustain that level of efficiency without that, that cast of characters. Obviously it's Kyle Shanahan, so anything's possible, but I look at, you know, some other quarterbacks in a similar range, like Jordan Love. I'll, I'll take Jordan Love all day because he's, he's, you know, built into this system. He's got a, a bright future ahead of him. I think for what we saw him execute in year one as a starter, absolutely incredible. You look at uh, Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence has the the draft capital there. He's not going anywhere. He's, he's the number one overall pick. He is going to get chances. Yeah, he, time for and, fantasy. he has sucked for fantasy, but I, I still think his upside, he's got plenty of upside. Um, he scored the same amount of points per game as Geno Smith over the last two years, Trevor Lawrence. And you're going to take him over Brock Purdy just because you're Purdy's not going to lose his job. Just like Trevor Lawrence isn't going to lose his job. I think from a safety perspective, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to trust that Trevor Lawrence isn't going to lose his job before Brock Purdy is going to lose his job. Okay. But I think there's rather just having your starting lineup. Huh? Who would you rather have in your starting fantasy lineup? You can't just play scared. right now. Brock Purdy. Right and now, Brock I, I bet you in three years from now, it's still Brock Purdy. And I hope I hope I'm absolutely wrong because I want Brock Purdy to stay with the 49ers and I want this to be a marriage. I'm just saying there's not money tied to Brock Purdy. There's not draft capital tied to Brock Purdy. They can wipe their hands of him any moment that they want. And I'm not saying they will. I'm saying it's a possibility that I don't think a lot of teams have based on either, you know, being tied to a franchise quarterback via draft capital or via money and free agency. There are a lot of quarterbacks that I think just have a, a maybe not as high an upside for fantasy, but even then I said, like, I, I already gave my reasons for why I'm, I'm not certain Purdy as top five, top three upside. I'll take the maybe slightly lower ceiling from some of these other players in favor of a safer, what I view as a safer contract situation. I think that's fair. So Purdy has been the quarterback nine in points per game over the last two years. And like, I still would obviously like the guys I'm hundred percent taking a dynasty over him, Josh Allen, Hertz, Mahomes, Lamar, Joe Burrow, Dak Prescott, CJ Stroud, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, even though he's been disappointing uh, as well, but I'd still go with his upside. But after that, so I, I like I don't have him super high, right? But after that, would you go this? I think this is a hard one. Anthony Richardson or Brock Purdy? Anthony Richardson for me all day. That's a close. I know much Anthony higher Richardson, up. I like yeah. Anthony Richardson. You look at his athleticism. You look at his are we, situation. Are we sure he could stay healthy though with his play style? Because he got hurt twice in his rookie season. I mean, he might, and the health concerns date further back from that, but he has the draft capital. I think he has a much higher upside than Brock Purdy when healthy. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I'm taking Anthony Richardson. And then one more, because I think you could get this done either side. Well, 
if you want Justin Fields, I think you can get this done. Justin Fields or Brock Purdy? Because I do think you could offer Brock Purdy and people would take that pretty fast. If you think Fields lands a starting job somewhere and you think he has more upside, which one would you rather have? It's really close for me. Fields or Purdy. I mean, but Fields is a complete question mark right now. Talk about playing it safe. I mean, that is risky. It is risky, but I also think for the higher upside, I'm going to lean in Fields' favor. I think I would need something attached to the trade. I couldn't just do Fields for Purdy straight up. Purdy's way too safe right now. He's been a really good fantasy scorer. But if I could get Fields and another player for Purdy, I would consider it. And then you're really risking it, though, uh, for that quarterback. That's it for our Brock Purdy discussion today. That was fun. And I'm so excited to watch him win in Super Bowl 58 because my 49ers are going to get it done. Thank you to Kate for joining us on the show today. And thank you to you all for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day, or as Vinny and I will be back tomorrow discussing our favorite prop bets for Super Bowl 58. Don't miss out. Bye, y'all.